Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. And today we're talking about health, healthcare, health costs, all above. And I know when the topic of health comes up, a lot of people are like, I'm not talking about it. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to talk about my health. I'm just going to keep going day to day. But the cool thing about the topic that we're talking about today is we're talking about health related to tax deductions and some of the tools you can use to save on taxes around health. So hopefully this discussion is one you're like, okay, I'll talk about health when it comes to saving taxes and saving money. So that's that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about a few different topics. We're going to be talking about self-employed health insurance. What tax strategy options do you have if you have high medical costs? We're going to be talking about strategies that are available if you have employees and want to offer a health option to them. We're going to be talking about the health savings account. So we're going to be talking about all those items at a very high level. Now, each of these topics, a while back, we did a specific series on uh, deep diving into each specific topic. So if you're like, I want to know a little bit more about that, or I want to find out more information about this topic, definitely go through our, our previous videos, our previous podcast episodes, and find those specific items that talk about that. The first thing we want to talk about is health insurance, self-employed health insurance and how it works. Basically, if you're self-employed, you're traditionally always going to get a business deduction for the health insurance costs that you incur, that you pay for out of pocket. Now, the one thing I would say is if you're part of like a medical sharing plan, those are technically not considered health insurance. So those would not be deductible through the business. Now, I always say though, a lot of those health sharing plans, you save a lot uh, in, in premiums. And so if you're like, well, I'm not going to do that because it's not, not a tax deduction, maybe you should weigh that as options. You know, what is the reduction in premiums versus what your tax deduction that you would get as well as additional benefits. So run that scenario. Just know that if you're paying for health insurance as a self-employed individual, you're going to get a tax deduction for it. If you're paying for a medical sharing plan, that's not technically considered health insurance, so you're not going to get a deduction for that. But health insurance deduction is, of course, you're going to get that deduction if you're self-employed. But the biggest thing is, is how is your business organized? And that's going to determine how you take that self-employed health insurance deduction. So let's look at two pieces. If you're a sole proprietorship or a single member LLC, you're a disregarded entity, you're filing your taxes on a Schedule C on your personal tax return, you're simply going to take self-employed health insurance deduction on Schedule 1 of your personal tax return, your 1040. So very easy. Pay for it personally. Take the deduction on Schedule 1. There's a line item specifically for it, self-employed health insurance deduction. Done. If you're an S-corporation, a few hoops we need to jump through. As an S-corporation, you're considered an employee of your business. So we can't just take it on Schedule 1. We need to jump through some hoops before we do that. First off, have the S-corp pay for the insurance. So run that health insurance through the S-corporation. If you're paying for it personally, fine. Just use an accountable plan to reimburse yourself for those insurance premiums. And we talked about accountable plans last week. So if you're not sure about that, using an accountable plan, definitely check into that. So first, have the S-Corp pay for the insurance. Once it's paid for within the business, within the S-Corporation, you're going to add that health insurance cost to your W-2 payroll as an as S-Corp owner self-employed health insurance. Your payroll provider is going to know how to handle this or should know how to handle this. So just let them know 
that you're a greater than 2% owner of an S corporation and you need these health insurance premiums added to your W-2. Basically, we're grossing it up. We're adding it to your box one as income. And then we're going to deduct it on your personal tax return. Same thing as we did with the sole proprietorship. We're going to deduct it on schedule one of your personal tax return, but we need to ensure it's included on your W-2 as taxable wages in order to be able to get that deduction on your personal tax return. So we have a lot of S-Corp owners that don't think about this, don't know about this, and they skip this process. They say, I'm not doing the W-2. It seems like a lot of work. I'm just going to take it on Schedule 1. Well, the IRS could come back and disallow that. So again, if you're a single member LC, sole proprietorship, you're just going to take it on Schedule 1 of your 1040, that health in- self-employed health insurance premiums. If you're an S-Corporation owner, we're going to run that expense through the S-Corporation, through the business. We're going to add it to your W-2. Your payroll provider will know how to do that. And as an S-Corp owner, you're required to take a reasonable salary, so you should have W-2, and then you're going to deduct it again on your personal tax return. Both scenarios, you're getting the exact same benefit. You're getting a deduction for that self-employed health insurance. It's just with the S-Corporation, we just have another hoop to jump through with that W-2. And one thing to note on just health insurance in general, if you have non-owner employees, so if you have if it's a greater than 2% owner of the S corporation, we need to do it specifically in a certain way on the W-2. And again, your payroll provider will know how to do that. But if you have non-owner employees and provide health insurance benefits, either partly or fully, you're going to get a deduction cost for those two. You're just going to include that on the employee's W-2 box 12 with code DD. So the tax treatment on the W-2 for an owner of an S corporation versus a non-owner of an S corporation is different. So just make sure that you're aware of that. That's self-employed health insurance deduction. Essentially, you get a deduction for it. Great news. Just if you're an S corporation, a few hoops that you got to jump through, a few things you got to do to make sure you're doing it correctly and, and backing, your, backing yourself up for that. Now let's talk about business owners with no employees that have high medical costs. You know, sometimes life hits us. Something happens, something comes up, whether it's you, your family, child, whatever it might be, something comes up where there's high medical costs. And those high medical costs might be something that continue. Now, when we talk about high medical costs, we're talking over and above insurance. So this would be things that, okay, we're paying for our insurance, but now we have more over and above that out of pocket that's significant amount. And typically we say $5,000, $6,000 or more out of pocket medical costs, again, over and above your insurance. Then we're going to start to look at, okay, what options are there where we could potentially pay for those medical costs and get a business deduction for it. So again, this section is specific for solo business owners with just themselves or a spouse as an employee, not any other employees. And so one strategy that we talk about utilizing in this scenario is a Section 105 plan. And basically a Section 105 plan, medical expense reimbursement plan, turns personal medical expenses into a business deduction. Now, you're going to need to ensure that you have the correct paperwork, a correct plan design, but basically it'd be a way to reimburse the employee, which would be you or your spouse, depending on how your business is set up, for the medical costs incurred. And so they'd be doing work for the business and their work or their payment of that work would be in the form of getting a reimbursement for that medical cost. Now, depending on the way that your business is set up and whether you're single or married, that's going to determine the best way to set up a plan like that. So this can get a little bit more complex. A few things we have to do. We need, it's key that we have a plan set up correctly and that we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's with this strategy. But if you're facing medical costs of $4,000, $5,000 or more, and you kind of expect that to continue or be a regular thing, 
I definitely recommend looking at a Section 105 plan, a medical expense reimbursement plan where your business, where you can pay for those medical costs and get a business deduction for them. Again, an incredible strategy if it makes sense in your specific scenario. We have more information on this in our tax minimization program that we go into this more detail with templates, things like that. So definitely check that out if it's something that makes sense to you. So we talked about self-employed health insurance deduction. We talked about, hey, if you have high medical costs over and above health insurance, look into a Section 105 plan, medical expense reimbursement plan, as a way to get a business deduction for those personal medical costs. Again, a few intricacies with this one. We also did an episode on this a while back. Just search into our episodes. What options are available to business owners with high medical costs? We dig into this a little bit deeper. But the summary is set up a Section 105 plan, turn personal medical expenses into a business deduction, have a few things that we needed to set up, a plan, design, paperwork. Also, depending on if you're married, how your business is set up, there's a certain way on how we'll have to organize that but there's options available for you. What about health insurance benefits for businesses that have employees, non-owner employees? So if you're a business owner that has employees outside of your just you personally, there's a lot of different results or a lot of different routes that we can go down. You can do a group plan. You can pay for no health insurance. You know, There's different things that you can do depending on um, what kind of costs you have, how many employees that you have. So for this discussion, we're going to be talking about mainly for businesses with less than 50 employees. We see a lot of people where they'll pay, do a group health insurance plan. Those can get costly. We see a lot of small business owners where they will just add, pay more in wages if they have a low amount of employees, just pay more in wages and then offer no health insurance. That's not great because now that's taxable income to the employee. But one option is this idea of uh, HRA, health reimbursement arrangement. And so for small businesses with 25 or less employees, we love this idea of setting up a QSERA. And QSERA is just short, but it's Q-S-E-H-R-A. And a QSERA is an HRA that's available to employers with fewer than 50 full-time equivalent employees that does not offer a group health insurance policy. And with a QSERA, the employer, you as the employer, would reimburse employees tax-free for medical expenses. And this could include insurance premiums. Now, with a QSERA, there's a yearly allowance. So if they're single or family, there's a maximum amount that you can reimburse them. But and all employees also must receive the same allowance, except you know, depending on their family status. Um, now, there's different ways you can set up these plans on you know who's eligible on the part-time and, and different things like that. But a QSERA may be a great option where if you don't want to deal with a group health insurance plan but you still want to offer a health benefit, you can set up a QSERA, you can reimburse your employees for medical costs, it's tax-free to them, and they can set up their own plans. They can go to the marketplace, they can get their plan, and you're just helping supplement that plan. Now, again, there's maximums on how much you can reimburse for um, single people and those with a family, um, But and each employee has to have the same requirements. So you don't have to do the maximum, you can do less, but you just have to be consistent across your employee base. And then there's eligibility and various different things. So if you want to know more about this, definitely check out our episode where we kind of went into more detail about this. But it's just something that a lot of business owners don't think about. And I was in this situation. When I first started my business, it was tough to bring on employees because I didn't know how to handle the health insurance piece. And I was like, well, 
I'm going to bring on employees. Hopefully they don't need health insurance because if they do, I don't know what I'm going to do. And luckily my first two employees that I've ever brought on had health insurance through a spouse or something like that. So I didn't need to even worry about that. But then as we started to grow, now you're seeing employees that do need health insurance costs. And how do we do that? How do we offer that? And I always thought it was complex. It was super expensive. You needed a group plan. And if you only had two employees, a group plan didn't make sense and blah, 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 blah. Where I found out and learned about this idea of a Qsera, which was a great option, where I didn't have to worry about a group plan. I didn't have to worry about setting all this up. I just set up this Qsera, this HRA plan, reimbursing employees. The employees had control of how they wanted to utilize that. So uh, just a great option. I, I, I would hate to see small business owners avoiding growing their business or avoiding bringing on employees for the fact of health insurance when there is an option that is relatively easy, not as complex, and potentially could save you some money as well. So that's a Qsera HRA arrangement. Finally, I want to talk about an HSA. And we talk about HSAs a lot. We had a section on W-2 employees and tax strategies for them a while back, and we talked about HSAs there. So I don't want to go into this too detailed, but I just wanted to let you know how important I think an HSA is for everybody, business owner or not, to be utilizing, assuming that you have a high deductible health plan. An HSA, a health savings account, is basically an account that you have where you get a deduction when you fund it. When you contribute funds to your HSA, you get a tax deduction for that. The interest or earnings that you have within that health savings account are not taxed. And when you make withdrawals from that health savings account for qualified medical costs, they're tax-free. So it's one of the few tools and one of the only tools where the IRS gives you a deduction going in, growth tax-free, and withdrawals tax-free. Now, of course, there's a stipulation. You have to use it for qualified medical costs, but this is a win-win situation. And I often have people come up to me and say, Mike, that sounds great, but I'm healthy. I'm not using this HSA, so I don't really need to be maxing out an HSA. And I say, well, hold on. At some point in your life, there's likely going to be some medical costs. That might be when you're 70, 80, 90 years old, but at some point in your life, you're likely going to have some medical costs. And when that time comes, wouldn't you rather use a vehicle like this to pay for that than using taxable money to pay for those medical costs? And so that's what I want people to think about. If you're healthy, if you don't have high medical costs right now and an HSA doesn't make sense, could you use an HSA almost like another form of retirement? It's a retirement plan, but the beauty is that anytime you have medical costs, you can use that HSA to pay for it and the withdrawals are tax-free, your earnings are tax-free, you get a deduction going into it. And this is why that I recommend everybody, business owner or not, if you have a high deductible health plan and you qualify, that you should be maxing out a health savings account, an HSA. So the maximum deductions for an HSA in 2023 for if you're just a single individual is $3,850 and $7,750 if you're a family. So I just want to make this clear that I think an HSA, whether you're healthy or you need those funds, is a great tool and something everyone should be using. And we drive this home in a lot of different topics, a lot of different situations. So this is just me touching on it again. So again, what did we talk about today? Self-employed health insurance is a deduction if you're self-employed. You get a deduction for it. If you're set up as a sole proprietorship or single member LC, you're just going to take a deduction on your personal tax return on your Schedule 1. If you're set up as an S-corporation, you're going to have the S-corp pay for those health insurance costs. If you've been doing for it personally, use an accountable plan to reimburse yourself from the business for those health insurance costs. 
You're going to add that health insurance cost to your W-2 as an S-Corp owner greater than 2%. Talk to your payroll provider. They'll, they should know how to do this. And then you're going to get that deduction on your personal tax return schedule one, just like you did before. If you do not jump through those hoops, there's potential that the IRS will disallow this deduction. You don't get a deduction for it. So make sure that you're doing that. Have the S-Corp pay for it, add it to your W-2, deduct on your personal tax return. Now, when you add it to your W-2, if you're a greater than 2% owner of an S-Corporation, you're going to add it differently than if you were just paying for health insurance for a non-owner employee. So just make sure you're making that very clear to your payroll provider and making sure that you're doing it before year end. Because if you try to do this in January, you might have to amend some W-2s. It's going to be a headache. It's going to be a pain. So make sure you're doing this before year end. And that's why we're talking about now. If you have high medical costs, you have no employees, but you have high medical costs, health, you know, life hits you and now you have some high medical costs, you might want to look at a section 105 plan, a medical expense reimbursement plan where you can turn personal medical expenses into a business deduction. Again, some hoops you have to jump through depending on your business is organized. And if you're single or you're married, there might be some different setups that you have to do and some costs associated with that. So typically say, don't think about this until you have four or $5,000 or more in out-of-pocket costs. Then let's start to dive down that road. If you have employees, you're a small business with employees, and let's say less than 50 employees, there's options where you can get a deduction for the health costs that you're providing them. There's group health insurance. You could increase wages to cover costs, which is taxable to them. Or what we prefer, what we recommend clients, at least checking out or putting into as one of their options that they're going to evaluate is setting up an HRA or a QSERA account. Basically, this is a way where you can reimburse your business, reimburse your employees, get a business deduction, tax-free to them, and they get to determine how they're going to use those funds for medical purposes. They can get their own health insurance policy, things like that. So look into a QSERA. And then again, finally, an HSA, health savings account. Highly recommend that everybody utilize one of these. Again, you get a tax deduction for the funds you contribute into it. The interest or earnings within that account are tax-free. And any withdrawals are tax-free as well, assuming you use it for qualified medical expenses. Think of it as a secondary retirement account that can really grow. If you're not using those funds, self-direct this account. Put it into something. I would say make sure, though, if you are not going to be using these funds, make sure that HR or HSA is in a, an account or something that you can utilize to help those funds grow. That's the key, getting those funds to grow if you're not going to be using utilizing it. The maximum to an HSA for 20, 2023 is 3850 for just an individual or 7750 for families. Now, each of these topics, we had separate episodes where we kind of deep dove into them specifically, kind of went into a little bit more details, but we want to give a high-level summary as we kind of get closer to year-end about overall health-related strategies we want to be thinking about as we get closer to 1231. So that's mainly what this episode was related to. If you go to our blog, we're going to have a blog post on this, also in the show notes, and we have links to the blog posts on this. We're going to have links to those deeper episodes that we did a while back. So taxsavingspodcast.com, you can find that. One other reminder, as we get closer to year end here, we've started this a few weeks ago. We're going to continue it the next few weeks and months as we get closer to 1231. My goal is to go through strategies, go through things that you want to be thinking about and needing to do that you want to implement before the end of the year to make sure this year, 2023 is the year you pay the least amount of taxes as legally possible. So that's what our focus is going to be. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast episodes. Leave a review. If you love what we're doing here, this is helpful for you. Leave a review. It helps us 
It helps other business owners find us. It helps other business owners take advantage of these strategies that are available to everybody out there. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to taxsavingstv.com. Subscribe there. Just make sure you're gathering all of this content that we're putting out because if you follow along week by week, if you make notes of things that you can do to save taxes, I promise you, you will find tax savings in every single episode we do that's relevant to you and something that you can implement now before 1231. But just remember, once that clock ticks, majority of tax strategies go out the door. So we want to make sure that we're implementing these things and thinking about them now gives us enough time to implement them, make the payments, do whatever we need to do so we get that deduction in 2023. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this was something that a fun topic on health. We're talking about tax savings. And again, what we talked about today, self-employed health insurance, a way that you can turn personal medical expenses into a business deduction if you have high medical costs and no employees, options available for those small business owners with employees, and why an HSA is so powerful and why I think everyone should be utilizing it. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.